the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Rollsville, North Carolina, in the downtown Rollsville Farmer's Market. I'm Mike Raley. This is the Weekend Gardener. And uh, Brother Rufus is, is with us, a former uh, Attorney General, Secretary of State. He was Chief Deputy Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee, worked for Sam Irvin for all those years, and uh, ran for governor in 1984. And uh, was the uh, in, is currently the Secretary General of Gardening in North Carolina. Have you ever heard such a thing in your life? Sure. <laughs> so is there? Is there? Uh, did let, I leave out anything? I've known you for a long time. Let, I, let me put it in perspective. You're a real gardener when the first thing you do when you wake up is go check on your tomatoes. There you go. <laughs> this time of year, you certainly do that. And we have a tomato specialist with us this morning. Uh, Gerald Adams is here. He uh, helps. He oversees, I'm going to say you oversee the Centennial Campus, because if you have a supervisor, he needs to get his own show. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. You're, you're ours. So, uh, supervise, uh, and the, and I have the, a manager. The Chancellor, uh, the Chancellor's residence and all of that you oversee. But so. the Chancellor overrules the manager. I bet he does. So, uh, and, and former uh, curator of grounds at the Governor's Mansion, uh, which uh, is a beautiful place to behold. I really, really, uh, really enjoyed visiting there twice now, and hopefully we'll, we'll do it again next year and uh, see what happens. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Sherry Bauer puts all this together. Now, I, I don't know, we don't, meet people as enthusiastic as you very often but especially in in my business they're cra if if they're enthusiastic it means they're just slightly uh, a mental case you know in our but uh in your case well, you're no 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 i've no, been accused no i'm sorry i i just uh but uh yeah in our our case that's true but not in your case and uh, you have a love for the community and a love of plants Yes, I do. I've been gardening most of my life. My dad was a gardener, a big gardener, and so he kind of instilled that love of, of growing things in me. So, Was he a farmer? He was not. He was actually a police officer. Good <laughs> but for him. But he loved his garden. He Where did you grow garden. up? In, right outside of D.C. He was a district uh, police officer. Oh, yeah. wow. my goodness. So, but we had a lar large, huge garden. I mean, every every year. And I remember working out in the garden with him. Not always happily because, you know, kids. But yeah, um, but, it's hot work. Yes. Yep. But but that's, I think, where my love came from. So, yep. Yeah. Rufus, I'm sure, knew a lot of D.C. police officers. <laughs> I certainly did. I, I, I sort of helped the Capitol Hill police officers a lot. And they helped me out sometimes, too. I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what, what uh, was it in the Virginia area or Maryland? Um, I lived in Maryland, but, yeah, um, yeah he was a 3D police officer mm -hmm. in the 3rd District, which I'm not sure exactly where that was. Wow. What a tough a job. So he needed, he needed gardening to kind of get away yes, from things, didn't he? Yes, and that's what he, he did. He could get yep. lost in it, and I hear that yep. so much. Rufus. 
uh, did that as uh, when he was uh, in the political world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerald just just uh, Gerald's really smart. Was really born into guy. it, <laughs> and he he you know he primed a backup, right. but he went to Carolina for some reason and majored in. <laughs> In well, a good reason. It's a great and, school. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But you got two Carolina men Should have gone to NC State. But, uh, that's well, neither. I finally got there. It just took a while. I know. <laughs> I know you're employed by them now. But at any rate, uh, Gerald, uh, I think you, you have learned to escape into your tomatoes, uh, in the development of tomato varieties and all of that, and, and other vegetables now. Yes, yeah. Well, I like eating. Look at me. I'm <laughs> well, not small. I know, small. but I think you've, you've gone beyond e- the eating uh, for what your family needs. You you know, I mean, you sell a lot and yeah. and uh, grow a lot and develop uh, different varieties. There's a Rufus variety tomato. Yeah. Yes. And oh, all, yes. All the people that I gave Rufus plants to, I had my first report. Somebody sent me a picture of one this week, fruit, but it hadn't started to turn yet. So that's your that's the price you have to pay, even though the plants were free. Yeah. You either call into the show today and tell us. I don't know if anybody's got a right one yet, but we're getting really, really we close. We would really love to hear from those Need of the you feedback. growing Rufus variety tomatoes from Gerald Adams. Well, now, uh, other people, you know, want their buildings named after them, roads. <laughs> I prefer a tomato. Tomato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a hot dog. He's got a hot dog, dog. named oh, nice. Forget that. <laughs> the farmer's market. So, uh, but uh, are there any hot dogs out here, by the way? Um, Sonic does have hot dogs. Sonic, we Sonic have pork have... barbecue today. Soggy Dog, um, our meat vendor, is doing a pork barbecue sandwich today. Ooh, that's Ooh. So that sounds mighty good. good. He's been smoking it for two days. <laughs> and there's so many vendors out here. They're, they're not just uh, plant and vegetable people. There are cookie-making people like uh, <laughs> Homemade by Vivian, Baking yes. Lively. I can say yum, yum. (laughs) You can really taste the little chocolate drops in there. Good job, Vivian. Cutest young people came up. uh, Tiana's Mm tie-dye. It's precious, precious. These are our young entrepreneurs. We love having kids here. I always have, try and always have a child business here. We've got um, a a young man that makes popcorn, Gabe's um, Gourmet Popcorn. He's not here today, but he um, comes to the market a couple times a month. And um, throughout, throughout the last few years we've always had kids um these kids want to start something and and this is a perfect place to do it so wonderful what are the hours we are usually open nine to one um we opened eight to eight today special for you guys thank you <laughs> but my, some of my vendors are cranky <laughs> that's <laughs> right hey hey early. come on wake up <laughs> um but yes we're usually nine to one every saturday <laughs> yeah all right well i understand understand those yeah. hours but, yeah uh, it, it does get a little warm in the, you know, now that it's getting hot. One o'clock is a little toasty, but um, it's easier. Some of my vendors take a long time to set up, and they don't want to come when it's dark setting up. So yeah. we just kind of make those concessions, and sure. and it's good. We're so good. tell us uh, some of the things that are that are out here today. So um, let's see. We have Resurrections Farm and Nursery. They uh, just got certified as a nursery this year, and they are selling all kinds of fruit trees and plants. Um, Eventually they will have produce, but theirs isn't red yet either. <laughs> so we're waiting for them for their produce to, to get up. But um, they've had done blueberry bushes and apple trees, peach trees, cherries. They sold a lot of oh, cherry wow. trees. Um, hey, there's your cherry pie, Rufus. Yeah. <laughs> they may have some cherries on some of those trees still. <laughs> um, we've got all kinds of um, 
crafters. So we've got wood crafting and just home decor, uh, jewelry, um, birdhouses. So Gary's birdhouses, he is one of my uh, biggest vendors, and the birdhouses fly out of here every week. Um, right. But what, he what makes are they them. Made of? They're all recycled materials. He's a retired firefighter, EMS, oh. and he just um, loves to do it. And why everybody are, loves why are them. EMS people and firemen always so talented? I don't know. They always <laughs> they always yeah. have a lot of other talents. Yeah, but he's he's really good, and and people love his birdhouses. Some I mean, people buy two and three of them when they come through here. Um, we've got um, Hellfire Farm is a pepper farm. They make hot pepper candies, and they will have peppers when their peppers are ripe. They'll have pepper, uh, and they've got some seasonings that they make. Um, we've got, uh, we have a, a lady here who does a weight loss, um, healthy and happy weight loss. She uh, lost a lot of weight, and she's trying to help people get healthy, so she's doing that, and she's finding homes for rescued kittens. They rescue oh, kittens from, wow. a, from a trailer park, and she's, um, I think, rehomed like 50 kittens so far. They've got and I don't know how many spayed and neuter or neutered um, but so we I mean like we have a variety of, of vendors um, my farm Sunnyside Up Acres is my technically my farm and I'm the one that that has the produce but we are always looking for other vendors other farmers we're trying to keep it local um, we have local honey which they have hives on my farm which I'm so excited about that is lovely and they've actually got some honey from our from our hives today Rufa, uh, uh, Gerald grew uh, vegetables at the governor's mansion and uh, also had there are still hives there yeah. that uh, that he had their uh, bees are doing really good this year yeah, that's really uh, good. they're, they're uh, kind of picky those bees yes <laughs> so you yep. have to well and the honey is different i mean um their honey is normally really good i mean we've we get it all the time last year when they harvested some of the honey from our hives it was really dark and it had a different, a very different flavor. So based on whatever was blooming around our farm. So, it, and, and we're not really sure what it was because then they mm -hmm. harvested this year early in the spring and it's canola because there were a bunch of canola fields around us and the bees love the canola and it does a, um, a lighter, um, sweeter honey. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what. What uh, what do you think the darker could be, Gerald? I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's wrong time of the year, but sourwood honey is darker, uh -huh. and you know that's a late summer bloomer. Okay, and that could be. Sourwood trees don't particularly do that well here. That's why yeah. most of you real crazy beekeepers have somewhere up towards somewhere the mountains, out. yeah, yeah, where uh, because they bloom better at that elevation, and it's it's rolling the dice one year to the next, depending right. upon how wet or dry or summer what they end up with. But there's some others that were dark. I know at the governor's mansion, we've got, there's a, at least giant Yoshino cherry trees when you come in one of the back entrances, and that honey is unbelievably light. Oh, wow. I mean, you literally, uh, you could sit on the back porch outside the kitchen there and see the hives to the left and the Yoshino cherries were the all the way to the right of the property, and you could see literally <laughs> see the bees going back and forth. Yeah. There were so many of them in a stream. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I love having them. I mean, it's great for my garden um, and anybody else that's growing around there having the bees. I have a pond. I do ducks and chickens. Um, so I've got uh, not a huge pond, but a, a small pond in my yard. And um, the bees all around the pond are always landing in the right on the edge so I can keep track of them. You know, I can see them and they're going back and forth. So it's really cool. I, I really enjoy that. Now, I haven't wanted to take the step to be a beekeeper. It <laughs> just quite. But having the hives on my property is really nice. Yeah. So this well, is you gather eggs, don't you? I do. You see that article, uh, what an article was on TV last night about lab grown chicken. 
Now, not for me. <laughs> They're yeah. trying to grow I, everything in a lab. <laughs> I don't like that. No, no. I'm afraid I'd start clucking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why don't we talk to Dave? He's in Raleigh. Dave, good morning. You're on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing good. fine, doing fine. So I what does they say up in the mountains, uh, Rufus Pert? <laughs> All right, we're, we're Pert. Right Pert today? Right Pert. Okay. So uh, can, what's uh, on your mind, Dave? Just comment about uh, getting up and going and checking the tomatoes first thing because my lovely wife had her death removed yesterday, and the Rufus tomato plant was had an ice dome on the deck. Um uh, so I actually had to move it yesterday and then fence it in with uh, deer netting and stuff. So I wanted to make sure that that all held, and it's, uh, it looks to be in good shape today. The Rufus oh tomato is very delicate, and I don't know if it <laughs> likes to be moved. What say you about that, Daryl? It, it won't hurt anything. Okay. <laughs> Just well, keep him out so, there in the sun. Let, let him get sunburned. Yeah. What, what size is yours now, Dave? Mine, mine are about the size of a tennis ball. So I've got, a, I've got 15 fruit on there right now um there's one that's almost the size of a tennis ball and a bunch of uh smaller ones beside that so it i i've got four stakes in the thing the plant itself is probably four feet tall at its highest and maybe three three and a half feet across so it's this thing is you know I, huge I yes holly tree with this thing i, th- I think mine dave is uh, closer closer to six feet and the limbs are dropping down, but uh, I can't bear to cut them off. Yeah, I, I can uh, appreciate that. Um, yours got a, a, an earlier start than mine. I got mine from Gerald the day you guys were up at the uh, the window uh, place, uh, your on-site thing. So, oh, aluminum uh, company? You probably, have, you probably have a month or so ahead of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, well, I said I can't wait to. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I say I, I I can't wait to see what they look like, and mostly, what do they taste like? Yeah, exactly. So, Gerald, I sent you a picture of the current status to your uh, your Gerald and Henry email this morning. Yes, well, good. Uh, I hadn't had a chance to look at well, it. Well, maybe I'll Henry called that. Is he up now? <laughs> yeah, he did. He's up early on Saturdays. <laughs> hey, well, he's up every every day. About every day, yeah. Um, but I don't have any other questions. I call more for a status report on this. Um, well, is there a fertilizing uh, schedule I should be using for this? Or uh, it it depends. Yes, I I do fertilize a lot until I get fruit that is starting to turn because I want to get the plant as robust, bigger plant, more blooms, more fruit, more happy, as I like to say. Uh, I. Been mostly interested in the updates because I've started in the last ten days getting disease reports. Oh God! You know when we get when we have a run of either cooler than normal weather or wet weather and cloudy and overcast days like this past week has been. That uh, you start to see a kick up in some of the diseases. So I I try to keep an eye on that. But so far I've not had any reports on any rufus no, tomato plants. No, no disease. Diseases. No, so that's no a good sign. Uh, I've I've not done a thing, and I, I look at it this way: leave it alone as long as there's nothing happening to it. it that that's sort of like me. Leave me alone. <laughs> if, I, if I'm not bothering you, leave me alone. If I want to sing, let that's me sing. A, that's the first thing Rufus said when I picked him up this morning: was just leave me alone. Let me let me stay here.
I don't want to smoke this cigar. But, Dave, when you pick that first ripe one, send me a photo of it. And, and when you slice it, send me a photo. Of Got it. it. Yeah, we're and all then tell me right. how wonderful it was. Okay. Um, yeah, they're all still green far and away at this yeah. point. Um, they aren't... Um, they aren't what I'll call a grocery store perfect tomato shape. They're kind of they've kind of got some ridges in them. We don't care anything uh, about shape. We only only interested in taste. Exactly. Now we also unless are inter- it's an interesting <laughs> shape. We also are interested in production. How many it will make. We also are interested if it seems to be more disease free or not. Uh, but taste is number one on the option list. Got it. Yeah. I think I'm going to turn a logbook then if I yeah. tell that information. There are jars in the refrigerator of uh, Duke's mayonnaise waiting to be used. <laughs> or, uh, I mean, I, are there many fresh tomatoes around? I mean, You're starting to see them come in now. I was uh, Ironically, here I sold uh, vegetable plants for eight weeks and three days at the farmer's market, and I was late planting my own. Oh, wow. uh, out of all that, but I've started picking some cherry tomatoes, and I, I, I've had reports in the last week or so of people starting to, to pick some of their first ripe tomatoes. Always the smaller the fruit, the quicker they will ripen, and the, your big slicers take longer, but I expect there will be a lot of people picking their first ones between now and the 4th of July. Interesting. Same thing with figs. My figs are about the size of a big ball bearing. And they're Celeste, and I'm I'm hoping by the fourth of July to have some edible. So I'd be interested to know if anybody else out there has a Celeste. That's at what time they get ripe. You need to talk to one of my vendors. <laughs> he has a bunch of fig trees. He's actually over there on the side. Okay. He's got a bunch of fig trees, and he's been growing figs for a while, and he may actually. Have that variety. I can't remember what uh, he told me. Well, several we'll, different we'll ones. We'll visit. I was going to say, have a chat <clears> with him. <laughs> Brown turkey fig, traditionally around the 1st of August. About 30 seconds. Is when you start to see them right. But that varies from year to year depending on how quick things warm up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Late frost and all those kind of things. Wow. Yep. Well, Dave, I hope that helps out, buddy. Sure. I hope that helps out uh, you guys, too. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Bye. You have a nice day. See you. We're at the downtown Rollsville Farmer's Market on uh, the old 401. Does this have a street name? South Main Street. South, We're South, at South Main, Main Street. Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has it always been called South? It's always been Main, Main Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, 919-860-9783. We're having a great time out here on a nice sunny morning in Rollsville. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back at the downtown Rollsville Farmer's Market. Lots of artisans out here, trees and shrubs, vegetables for sale on a nice, beautiful, this is this is a summer day, but it's, uh, it's, it's not that uh, unpleasant. Got a little breeze. Yeah, got a little breeze out here, and it was fairly... Uh, Fairly cool this morning, relatively speaking. Humidity was pretty high, though. But uh, we had had some nice showers around all week. How much rain did you get out at your farm? Uh, I don't know. But on campus, we had an inch and a tenth as of about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon. That was for the week. Really? Uh, Yep. So I think other places around got more, but we, we got... 
We got about five tenths on Tuesday. We didn't get but about a tenth on Wednesday, and then we got about another five tenths Thursday and through Isn't yesterday. That interesting. You know, I, I watch radar. I have fairly good radar on my phone, and it it almost looks like sometimes the maybe because of heat. The bubble know. over Raleigh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it dissipates before it it hits uh, the major part of the down. I've talked to some people that had two and a half inches, two inches. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah, I'm sure we. I mean, yesterday alone, we had we had a a good shower out there and some thunder and lightning about seven o'clock. So uh, it's uh, it's around, but I think uh, that's that's weird system has mm-hmm. cleared out. I mean, it lost jet jet stream, so it kind of languished, and finally, it's uh, it's uh, moving back up north. We have uh, two systems, uh, tropical systems out in the Atlantic or the Caribbean, and uh, they are not going to affect North Carolina in any way. But uh, it's uh, another early start to the to the hurricane season and uh, something we, we should be used to. But we'll keep you updated on, on the weather of all kinds here at WPTF. Gerald, uh, I am seeing in some of the zoysia lawns some problems right now they don't look as lush they look like there's some dieback patchiness yeah there's there's a large patch i had uh i've had two different people contact me and send me photos and i'm pretty it's kind of like brown patch but the areas tend to be you know brown patch you can have places the size of your hand the size of a doormat uh, with the large patch, they may be the size of a hood on your car or, uh, some, or something like that. And, right. and that, I don't know if it's from the mild winter. Uh, I mean, there's probably a multitude of reasons that's led to it. But it's usually not fatal. But then again, it makes your lawn look pretty bad. And eventually some of those spots could die out some. So you're gonna have, you, you really need to try to stop it from spreading. Uh, and usually it's going to take a fungicide to do that. There, you know, a number of ones on the market uh, that will work. I the one I the particularly one I've noticed is from somebody who's had this lawn for many years, and it's one of the newer varieties. But he's a really good gardener, mm-hmm. and so it really surprised me when I was walking by the other day, and and it. Um, I mean, generally speaking, uh, with zoysia, you don't preventatively spray uh, like you do for fescue. I mean, fescue in central North Carolina, you're going to get brown patch. If you don't preventatively spray to keep from getting it, it's just it's inevitable yeah. uh, that you end up with it. But generally speaking, that's not the case with zoysia. So it is unusual this year that it, it's obviously more of a problem than, it, than a typical year. Yeah. Okay. Well, I... Uh, in, have you seen brown patch uh, in the fescue lawns? I've not seen it that much, but my guess is you will start to see it in the next two weeks. As, One, it, as it heats up. That's right. It's the humidity and moisture combination. Uh, and, you know, we've not had that warmer weather. We sure have uh, not. Not compared to last year from May and early June. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in particular, when I say warmer weather, I mean the nighttime lows. You know, once you get where the nighttime lows are 70 and above, uh, you know, to me that's real summer. But we still had some, some cooler nights 
and that's good for the fescue is those warmer, muggy, humid nights with moisture that creates the lab for brown patch to form. Yeah, wow. Well, it's uh, grass is, is really tough to grow. I, I just don't have a lot of it anymore, partly because I have so many trees. Now, I lost a tree yesterday. It's going to be uh, disposed of today, a small tree, one that you may remember since you've been to my house, and that uh, possum, big possum haul that I had. Mm-hmm. It's uh, split in half. Wow. Yeah, I hate that. Because it uh, kind of had a million berries on it's it. It's a very interesting tree, the possum yeah. possum hall holly. It, uh, I don't know how many years I've had it, but they're going to have to uh, dispose of that today. We're having a pine tree, a really big pine tree that's been sort of leaning toward the house mm. ever since we have been there. And um, you know, just enough to make us worry. So, um, and I, I noticed there was a, a tree across the belt line. Uh, not the Beltline, but an on-ramp to the Beltline on uh, just off of Glenwood Avenue this morning. The police had things barricaded. There, I saw other trees down in, in, in my area. So. One, one yesterday I saw on Hodge Road just outside of Nightdale, and it, I couldn't tell for sure, but it looked like a giant Bradford pear. Same thing had split, and most of it had went towards the road or yeah. in the road. Well, there's not much uh, you can do to prevent that. Uh I do ask people to, people are so concerned about hurricanes and everything here, I do ask that you be cognizant of uh, maybe things underground. I don't know how you always tell that, but sometimes at the bottom of a tree you can tell where it's, there are dead, dead spaces or things where you should be concerned about the root system. Uh, there, there was a huge, huge oak tree across the street from me that fell Luckily, it didn't fall on the house, Whew. but uh, it, it was mammoth. And the city of Raleigh actually cut because it fell over the road. So the city of Raleigh uh, had that thing cut up in an instant. But it, uh, the people who own the house are so lucky. And I, I just, uh, you know, we, we worry about pine trees, but those huge old oaks and maples have all of that weight at the top. Well, and some of those limbs coming off of them are bigger round than me, and that's pretty big. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're huge. I saw some of those yesterday, too, but we had we had a lot of rain in some areas, and uh, with wind, we certainly had that, too. Is that mulberry? Um, well, you got a picture of a mulberry on your phone? I'm, I'm asking what that is. Yeah. If it is, I don't want it. Well, they are get happy if you they, if, they, if they have a fruit. They they're sort of invasive, aren't they? Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I think that's a mulberry. Celeste Big. Celeste Big. So yeah. Is it over there? It's over there. There's one over there. Yes. All right. And I'm high on honey right now. You're high on honey. <laughs> You've been eating honey. Yeah. Yeah, that's Lucy, uh, one of our salespeople uh, who's high on honey right now. And she's walking towards the Sonic. I don't know. I hope she, we may, maybe the last we see of, uh, of Lucy, she may be walking down Main Street here before long because she's high on honey. But they, uh, there's a honey vendor here, and there's somebody. Now, was this somebody selling Celeste fig bushes? Yeah, I saw a guy earlier 
he's on the far corner over there. It had a number of fig trees. I didn't walk up and look at the varieties, but he had them in different sizes. So I think that's where <clears> that's a good a to. good variety to have that in brown turkey. Are yes. pretty standard. Yeah. But the Celeste is much bigger fruit. The fruit are larger. Yeah. So Everybody ought to have a fig tree. The Bible speaks of it. Well, I, I've got one, but it's uh, it, it's it just doesn't get enough sun. But it's producing figs. You know, it's it's Where sticking are, out enough. Pretty low maintenance, pretty disease free. I mean, it's it's uh, only bad thing with figs if you don't pick your fruit and you let them ripe and fall off. The yellow jackets will come get them, and they they don't share as readily. <laughs> well, it's the start. It's at the end of my property. It's at the start of my walking route. So I always. This, uh, you know, as it get later in the summer, I, I start looking. I can grab a couple and, and eat them as I, as I walk. Give me a little extra energy. So uh, I, do, I do keep an eye on them. Well, the squirrels start first on mine, Gerald, and then come, comes the hornets and uh, but other. Do, but do hornets. they really like? Are they try to get a little bit of liquid out of them or something, and then they say the heck with it? Yeah, you, it's, the, it's the same effect when you see a soft drink cup with a little drink in it if you leave it out long enough there'll be some yellow jackets swarming around it trying to get the sugar i guess is what draws them to it and the figs have plenty of sugar in them wow that's uh good stuff really is Uh, and probably the easiest fruit to grow in your landscape yes extreme extremely easy and also one of the easiest trees to root that there is Oh, okay. You can take cuttings off of those at the right time of the year, and they're very easy to root. And you did that many times with uh, that huge plant at the governor's mansion, because the one I have is a cutting from that. Yeah, we had to we had to keep pruning back some. One, it blocked up the walkway to get through where the uh, raised vegetable bed garden was, and then two, it got out on the sidewalk through the uh, iron fence. Wow. Uh, around it. So once I had to do that on a regular basis, it just kind of made sense to start making cuttings and various of the governors would pass them out to people and I would give them to my garden docents and other esteemed I mean, people. I, I sure yeah. am proud of it. I wish I had a better place for it, but I, I, uh, have filled up my yard. I wish I had had that before I put so many things in my, my, uh, quarter acre landscape. But uh, it's a it's a real prize. I'm always glad. I hate to cut it back. I'm sure the city uh, and uh, my neighbors are thankful when I do cut it back some, so they can can see around the corner there. I'm on I'm on a corner, so they. Well, one good thing about the figs is most of their fruit production is on the new growth. So even if you cut one back, you know, pretty pretty sternly, you're still going to have fruit the next year. Yeah. So that that's another big plus about figs. You can, right. if you need to keep it, you know, a little smaller than it would like to be, you're not going to not have fruit because right. of that. Okay. Well, Michael's the kind of gardener I am. If you find a square foot empty, hey Rufus, <laughs> stick something in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just had a spider, I think, crawl into your shirt. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Well, I hope let he me, has a, let me go, let me go to slapping him. <laughs> I, I hope he has a good ride. <laughs> well, maybe he'll come out here in a minute. But uh, <laughs> do you feel any tingling? Not yet. Okay, he was kind of orangey. I, I think it was. Now, spot. when I start turning turning yellow and getting on down on the ground and flopping around, whooping, whooping some. Yeah. Will, will you jaw call somebody? <laughs> <laughs> well, better you than me. I'll tell you that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought you were my friend. Yeah, I, I am your friend. Uh, <laughs> I told you about it. Uh, he either went went inside your shirt or went up and you're wearing a button-down collar into your collar. Yeah, he's up in the collar. So we'll. I don't see him running around on the back of your neck just yet. So would you like us to take? A, I think we'll take a break and and uh, shake shake Rufus down. <laughs> Now one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener in Roseville at the Downtown Roseville Farmers Market. You're listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, we're back on in the sun. Well, no, we're not in the sunshine uh, if, uh, for this tent. Uh, we would be. It, we're in beautiful Rollsville. It is just growing by leaps and bounds, but it's still a nice small town on the, on the way to a little bit bigger town, Lewisburg. Spent uh, my bunch of relatives there. My mother grew up uh, outside of Lewisburg, so I know that area well, and so I've been through Roseville many times, and uh, it's nice to to come down Main Street again, uh, Michael McFarland, uh, who's uh, in charge of economic development here. And boy, are y'all developing! Yes, yeah, uh, it's uh, great to see. It's an exciting time here in Roseville. Um, you know, we uh, we're still kind of maintaining that small town character, though, but but growing fast, uh, and it's great to be in the Triangle area and. and uh, we get to kind of take advantage of all the amenities that the Greater Triangle region and Raleigh and Durham have to offer, uh, being here in Wake County. Um, but yeah, I think um, our population in the last five or ten years has doubled, and uh, uh, new houses keep being built. And so, um, one of the things I'm trying to do here is uh, attract more businesses to town. Well, I can certainly under that. And your proximity to Raleigh and the Triangle should not hurt that a bit. Right. Right. So. <laughs> So we love that, and um, yeah, especially uh, uh, along Main Street here. Um, one of the things we're trying to do is is really create that uh, sense of place or uh, a sense of downtown. Um, in the past, uh, our Main Street was was US 401, driving to absolutely, to, yep, driving from uh, Raleigh to Lewisburg, and so right now you'll see a lot of fast food restaurants or uh, gas stations and things like that, uh, you know, geared towards the automobile. Uh, but we're really trying to uh, create something that's more walkable, uh, biker-friendly, you know, for people to walk and, and ride their bikes around and kind of uh, shop and hang out. Uh, so we're looking forward to, to yeah. things to come. So the bypass does have its advantages. It's still close, but uh, you, you're not bombarded by all the traffic. Right, see. right. It's allowed us to sort of reclaim our main street here, uh, and if you just want to pass through town real quickly, take the bypass and, and go around, but... Um, yeah, the, that being constructed allowed us to kind of start to reclaim our main street and, and really create a, yeah. a, a downtown destination. Well, I know Cary is huge, but they, they still have that Academy Street, Chatham Street area that makes it seem small town. And I think one of the best examples is Apex, mm-hmm. which has a pretty large population, but that downtown area is uh, is really one of the best around. Yeah, right. And a lot of times I'll hear people say, oh, you guys are just like uh, Apex or, or Holly Springs, you know, five or ten years ago. So yeah. uh, things are starting to take shape hey. here. And, um, 
Uh, a lot of a lot of development you'll start to see along Main Street is is what we refer to as mixed use development. So it's kind of a a combination of some apartments and townhomes, yet uh, commercial retail spaces as well and restaurants. So. Um, uh, so, so we like to see that, you know, uh, different diverse housing options, uh, but then a lot of places for people to eat and shop and, and, and just hang out. So, the, the 401, uh, the bypass goes almost all the way, uh, 404 lane to Lewisburg now. There's still a few miles that are that are not, and I'm sure that it's going to all be four lane at some point, which has need, been needed for a long time. Right, right, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, interestingly, we're trying to sort of, uh, slow down traffic. I think what what we're going to do here on Main Street is, um, well, uh, I, I didn't mention yet this uh, Main Street uh, project that we're doing, this roadway improvement project. And what we're going to do is is realign uh, a major intersection down here at the southern end of Main Street. That's at Burlington Mills Road. Uh, so if you're coming in from Wake Forest on Burlington Mills Road, um, right now that intersection kind of has a weird geometry to it. And um, we're going to realign that intersection into Main Street, and uh, that's going to create an opportunity. Uh, a developer has already approached us, and um, we're going to see a Publix, a new Publix grocery store, be built there uh, coming in early 2025, and then um, about 140 townhomes. Um, I think they've mentioned a new bank, a new convenience store. And kind of a lot of the things you might see pop up around a, a grocery store anchor. So yeah, Grocery stores are great. For a community. Yep. Right now we the just more have. more the better. Yes, yes. So uh, right now in, in Rollsville, uh, we just have the one food line. And um, from what I've heard, that's just uh, doing great, doing yeah, great business. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, and so Publix will offer another another option wow, for people. that'll be a big, big deal. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, honored to talk to you, Michael, and, and I wish uh, the beautiful town of Rollsville uh, a lot of luck with your development. Thank you so much. Yeah, Not success. Right. Exciting times. Right. Yeah. Michael McFarland in charge of economic development in the town of Roseville of the WPTF Weekend Gardener. All right, let's go to Tony Strickland. Tony, good morning. Hey. Are you a morning. friend of You're a friend of Gerald's? Yes, sir. I am. I am a the FOG, huh? Okay. Fog. <laughs> Fog. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I'm proud of yeah, Tony for yeah, admitting yeah, that to the Gerald. public. Uh, Tony, uh, why are you calling this morning? You want to razz him, or you just you want to ask a gardening question? I'm on. I'm on. I'm gardening. I'm calling from Wendell. All right. Calling report on tomatoes that I got from Gerald. Yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, got, are these the Rufus variety, or are they other varieties? I got several. One of okay. One of them was a Rufus. It's about six foot tall. It's got right. about eight tomatoes on it. It's doing good. And then I got a, a golden Cherokee that had a six foot tall. It's got nine tomatoes. And I got a Gerald's Lightning there from him, like a five foot one. I think it's got three tomatoes. And then, then there was one that had a black spot on it this morning on the bottom. That's blossoming right, I think. And then I had a large lucky red from him. It's like six and a half feet tall. And it's got a couple of tomatoes. And that one's got one that's got blossoming right on this morning, probably from the uh, rain all we've been getting. So, yeah. Well, we knew there were going to be reports at, at some point. Uh, yeah, blossom yeah. and rot, uh, well, Gerald. Yeah, um, uh, some lime might would have helped that. But sometimes, even if you lime the soil, that first fruit or two, when we've had crazy weather up and down, uh, you, you can still uh, have, you know, when the temperatures vary so much from nighttime to daytime, 
you still can have a fruit or two, but usually it's the first one or two. I think you'll be in pretty good shape after that. Sounds like you have dodged the diseases, plant diseases so far, and that's the biggest plus. If you're hearing any crackling, that was uh, Rufus opening a pack of nabs for <laughs> the Rufus and the spider that crawled into his shirt. Me, both of them. <laughs> yeah, my garden's doing well overall because I got about 60 tomatoes out in the garden, and I got, you know, I got zucchini, I got squash, cucumber, cantaloupe. I got all just about everything green. Well, you're busy picking stuff now. The tomatoes won't be too much farther. I am. You're right. So, and about me and Gerald, tell Gerald. You and I were born on the same day at the same hospital. Right? Same day, same wow. hospital, graduated from high school together. And didn't ever know any of that till later on. How about that? <laughs> well, that's the you... Mary Elizabeth Hospital in Raleigh. So that <laughs> yeah. was either a big day for them or a dark day, depends <laughs> upon who you talk to. Uh, I'm sure it was a great day. Tony, I'm yeah. so glad you – why did you wait so long to call us? I bet you – have you never called the show uh-huh. before? I have. I've called a couple. Oh, okay. Times. All right. I just All right. Well, I'm glad you called uh, Gerald this time. Yeah, on Saturday mornings, I didn't realize it till this year when y'all on that it was the Gerald that I knew, Gerald Adams, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. wow, yeah. Gerald has been on since uh, 2011, something like that. No, farther back than that. Okay. When uh, Purdue was governor, so that would have been back to uh, 08, somewhere along in there. Wow. That. That's a that's a long, yeah. that's about long 15, stretch. About fifteen years. Yeah, right. almost as long as Rufus has been on the show. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, wonderful. Uh, call us more often, Tony. We okay, love to hear. Uh, give us updates on your tomatoes. Okay. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. What, Nick, you too, find, Tony. He needs to find some lime for those tomatoes. Some well, blossom end rot preventer. If or? you if you have uh, blossom end rot. Most of the time is a calcium deficiency, yeah. and usually if you lime the soil beforehand, you're you're good to go. But you still uh, a physiological problem can have a few fruit. But we'll be back. Be fine. You're on WPTF and Raleigh.